0: Look at the adjective, play. I And I have half the brain the Giddu. All
1: right, a shot! Hey. I told you. Told you. Now is the franchise going to take the Viagra? Oh, I'm gonna put some butts in the seat.
0: Hello there wrestling fans and welcome to episode number 26 of Because WCW, the podcast where the big boys play. My name is Dean and joined as ever by my co-host, the sports columnist, I got it right this time, Liam Hap. Liam, how you doing? I'm in the
1: festive spirit, Dean, and I believe that's allowed now because it is December. So yeah, Santry is yeah. no longer killing elves whenever people mention Christmas. So I mention it as much as I want. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, uh, done it for you forgot humbug
0: yeah humbug that's what it? you were looking for wasn't it that's the word mm-hmm. just uh, just want to say thank you to everybody who has been downloading uh, not just the most recent ones but the back catalogue as well whether you get us on podbean uh, at com, or if you get us via itunes or wherever else you may get your podcasts from just want to say thank you ever so much to everyone who has been listening we passed another little milestone this past week. We are, the numbers are growing and it's really good to see that so many people are enjoying these podcasts. Please do get in touch with us. You can follow us on Twitter at BecauseWCW and you can also reach us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash BecauseWCW. We love to hear from each and every one of you spread the word. So this is Nitro Watchalong number three, Liam.
1: Yes, we're continuing this, and I'm glad we are because I've enjoyed the first two. It's a little different to what we normally do, and we'll see how it goes along. Uh, it's you know, you know, let's face it. At the moment, we're looking at one-hour episodes when the when the concept was very novel. We've we've got to go up to two-hour episodes at one point, but the product gets very good. The real challenge will be if we ever take this along to. 1999 where the episodes Whoa. are three hours long and the product is just absolutely turgid. if we make it there we deserve some sort of an award so feel free everyone to nominate us for these random o- obscure uh, podcast awards we, we, we don't care we're not beggars can't be choosers we'll take any award we'll make one up for ourselves and award it to ourselves we're not yep. above it
0: no and uh, yeah beggars can't be choosers and of course cheggers can't be boozers
1: I have no follow up to that. What the hell? Uh,
0: Keith Chegwin, Cheggers. No. Oh, I
1: know. I, I know who he is. I've just. Yeah.
0: What? Never mind. <laughs> show my. Show my I, I always thought that was a great line, but hey, you've just killed it. You've killed it dead. Bit and like Cheggs. And I'm proud to have. Yeah. Listen up, slap nuts. That's right. This is Jeff Jarrett, the chosen one, and you're listening to because WCW now choke on that right so if you are watching along if you're intending to watch along with us then um just to give you a little bit of time to to get yourself uh, settled on your sofa and all that we uh, we have gone to the wwe network uh we have pressed pl- play for episode three of monday nitro from uh september the 18th 1995 yes and uh, we've got through the advert and we've got through the violence warning, and we have the play, uh, the timeline paused on zero, 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 0000. So basically, we are all ready to go. So if you're ready, Liam, are you ready?
1: I'm super ready, especially because I know it means we get the intro again. We never deny ourselves the intro. That's so what I love about this. Never deny ourselves the intro. Every week.
0: Okay, here we go. So we are going to press play in three, two, two one. Wow. Boom. And here we go. So the big question is, will Vader still be on the intros?
1: Burning questions. There's Hulk.
0: Oh, oh no. Vader. Yep, yeah, there's Vader. Wow. Never
1: made it onto Nitro ever. The turnaround for updating these is almost as bad as raw modern day. Yes. But it's so, still uh, such an awesome intro. I love the intro to Nitro.
0: Here we are. We are we're in the Freedom Hall, Johnson City, Tennessee, which was uh, one of the big venues for um. It's not a, not a big venue as you can see, but it was one of the major venues for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which I think yes. was still going at this point, wasn't it?
1: Oh, do you know what? I'll have to check the exact thing. I've, it made it to the end of '95, didn't it? It was it was was the I'm last sure. Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm so, going to look it up. I'm dying look embers. It up while It's Bishop's definitely up. yeah. Oh, and there's Mongo and the dog again.
0: Oh, it was, yeah, it was defunct in se- December. So this was three months before Smoky Mountain went. So I don't know if that was a kick in the balls to Smoky Mountain or what.
1: I don't know, but they're free for free on good, intimate venues across the United States so far. Say what you want yeah. about the shopping mall for the first and... Let's face it, we kind of love that. We mock it, but we love it. But so far, the venues are good. All of them are along the same lines as your your centre stage in Atlanta and things like that. There's the sort of places that Nitro should be at this point.
0: Now, um, they are talking about Full Brawl uh, just uh, took place.
1: Well, apparently, we've got an emergency in the back. Here's an ambulance. When we get a chance, I'll run through. Because, yes, this is the night after Full Brawl. When this man debuted, the Giant. Ah. So he had literally just appeared at the end of War Games and,
0: and quote, at this unquote, point
1: destroyed Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, and at this point, they're, they're billing him as being Andre the Giant's son, aren't they? Hence the, uh, the one-strap singlet
1: and all that. Yes, and they try and deny that to this day, but listen to this promo and you'll see. It's a very camp, monster, bad guy promo.
0: With the uh, scary, gravelly voice.
1: <laughs> and the little laugh at the end.
0: He always had the chops. You know, he always had the confidence. If, if your delivery. father knew you were associated with this man.
1: There we go. But they never they never said that. They, they, they never tried to convince people he was Andre's son. Honest.
0: Yeah. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> there's never there's never a rivalry between Hogan and his alleged dad.
1: See, he keeps doing this gesticulation with his arms like he broke Hogan's neck because he used a move that literally looked like he was
0: breaking Hogan's neck. I'm getting a weird kind of scrapy noise every time you speak. I don't know if you're uh, rubbing against the microphone or something.
1: I might be, but... Uh, ah, well. That's
0: better. That's better. There we go. I'll
1: try not to do that, everybody, because I have no intention of editing this one.
0: Yeah, these don't get edited.
1: That's why I love Dean for drawing attention to that. Cheers, mate.
0: Well, it was either that or it was going to annoy us for the rest of the uh, podcast, you know. We small can sack. just
1: about make out David Penzer, if you remember what was said on the Ring <laughs> and Answers episode.
0: Small, small sacrifices. It's the American Males.
1: Yeah, so this is gonna. I, I did. Without looking into too much, I looked at what matches would be on this, and we've got some some absolute WCW Hall of Fame <laughs> entries on this episode. Case in point, American Males Listen to that music. Look at those waistcoats. Look at those sunglasses. Look at the pyro. Hey,
0: they're what? walking through the pyro before Goldberg was ever a thing. You know.
1: Yeah. How did they not get the WCW title on that basis alone?
0: Hmm. I'm I'm trying to work out if they are getting cheered or or not. I think they, they are kind of your classic Smoky mountain style baby faces, though, aren't they?
1: And they do have the benefit of being the first act through the curtain, which you know I'm not trying to discredit them, but we know what crowds did to these guys in the years well, after, well,
0: uh, said, and that is a that. tried and tested thing. You say that, but we have had four dark matches before this, including Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. Yeah, Fair well played. done, WCW. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put the American Males on TV, but Guerrero and Malenko, you're dark. Now, here's a theme is, uh, tune Sand. I always
1: liked. This is Lord Stephen Regal. Oh, the Blue Bloods theme. I like this theme tune. Oh. oh. Maybe not. They're getting attacked by Harlem Heat. Oh, Eaton is. I don't know where Regal is.
0: Yeah, where Regal's gone, I don't know. There's Stevie Ray looking big and menacing because that was about he, all he could do.
1: Heenan's putting a sledgehammer to the implication that they took care of him before he came out. Yeah. Yeah, they won the tag titles at full ball. We won't get into too much detail on full ball on this show because there's so much to get into that uh, when we do a pay-per-view episode. Breaking oh, about
0: the tag team, can, can, I, can I just ask a guy? Did uh, did the uh, Hulk Hogan's babyface team win the war games by any chance? I
1: oh, don't want to spoil such a up in the areas. Yeah, of course they. I mean, one.
0: it was yeah, it was it was looking tenuous. It was looking yeah. tentative rather.
1: It was such a a, a well put together match up, wasn't it? It was like Tyson Fury's fights before Deontay Wilder. <laughs> so they, they've they just they've just fired yeah, yeah, those belts it. out of
0: the ring. Patrick, in case you have to take a bump.
1: <laughs> you know, Please, no Nick Patrick bumps today. So, but just, just to recap, they've attacked one of the teams in a contenders match. They've come down and they've hijacked it in the Blue Bloods place and offered to put the belts on the line. They may, as, they may as well just give the American Males their wallets and their phones as well. Well, obviously, exactly. they didn't have phones in 95, but
0: why, uh, why have they done that? Why, why have the tag champs voluntarily, the heel tag champs, voluntarily put their tag belts up on, on the
1: line? You really want me to answer that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. People know the answer.
0: It's in the name of the podcast,
1: and it's about to get more because WCW up in here, I believe, as well. But we'll see how this unfolds. For the time being, we have to watch Stevie Ray wrestle. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get Scotty Riggs one thing. He was never amazing, but he's got good baby face fire. He was a solid hand, Scotty Riggs. It's it's the dungarees that kill it. Yes, bo- both the American males are in dungarees. Or overalls, as, you know, if anyone. Well, they've from got, the it's United kind of,
0: States. It's, it's, it's trousers with the, with the braces or suspenders, as Americans call them. Oh, I think sorry. That's kind of... It's like the chip I think they're trying to get the old vibe, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a vibe you want on a prime time wrestling T V show. Yeah. We've covered over the course of the last twenty five episodes, we've covered plenty of things from the mid nineties in WCW that really belonged in the early eighties at best.
0: Oh, nice caught caught the uh, leapfrog into a power slam. Very nicely done. Nice little snaps of that. Say what I want about Bagwell, but he sold babyface selling did really well. Yeah, actually, right. he was, he was selling. He was just good at selling, full stop. Yeah, you take I, you take the personnel here, Riggs and
1: Bagwell, and it's a good team to have on your roster at this point in the timeline. If it wasn't for the fact they gimmick oh, was so no, fucking acting. cringe,
0: yes. The gimmick really should even at that stage should have been heels who think they're brilliant. And get booed because they're going to get booed out of the building anyway. But then,
1: yeah, took yeah, a few this... more years for that to get, yeah, on vogue, in especially with Kurt yeah. Angle and the like.
0: Yeah, this match isn't too bad so far.
1: Oh, it's been very good. Even Stevie Ray's not screwing too much up. The crowd are a bit quiet though. Yeah, they're, they're into the opening exchanges. Stevie's slowing it down. I'm not even going to slag off Stevie for that because you're. You're supposed to work some heat and get some sympathy. But yeah, that's where the... It looks like the fans... You know, in 1995, these fans are already conditioned to hot, fast TV-style matches. So, for all you hear about the actual uh, deal, we've seen enough evidence in two and a bit nitros to suggest that they're already clamouring for a faster-paced show. Oh, Booker T's that- absolutely on fire in this match. That axe kick was superb. Yeah, he he's hit three or four really impressive moves, especially the kicks. His swagger on the mic, yeah, he was never an amazing talker, but he had the he had the confidence in his delivery. He's just I mean, feeling yeah. it.
0: I really like that kind of desperate lunge for the tag to to his brother there. That was great.
1: Mm. I think that's where you start to see the serious difference between the two, even early on. Is so much fire and personality and everything Booker T does. Stevie Ray, even when he's not being an absolute screw-up, he's still quite the robot. (laughs) Did you see that sign?
0: We We want want it raw. raw. (laughs) See, I've never understood, because Harlem Heat are heels here, aren't they? I've never understood... The reason that a heel team would voluntarily put the titles on the line. it should yeah They should like avoid risking the titles at every opportunity.
1: Well, this is one of the reasons that Harlem Pete end up with 10 title reigns over the course of like five or <laughs> six years. They, they really did. Uh, they just hot-shotted these belts. There's Colonel uh, his, Robert Parker.
0: Our old mate Colonel Parker. And Sherry's about to twat Bagwell with the shoe, but she's fallen into the arms of... Colonel Parker instead.
1: Oh, of course, they were doing this thing at the time. In fact, I think that... If I remember correctly, this actually kicked off... At the we got view. new
0: tag champs! And the crowd are mildly excited, but it's mm. not a massive pop, it's is it? Not. Oh, it's, it's getting all right, it's getting better now.
1: Mm, almost a reaction to shot. No one saw that coming.
0: No one saw that coming with the, the heels taking their voluntarily taking their titles, putting their titles on the line. It's incredible, isn't it? See, that kind of booking is like where, you know, Harlem Heat have just got an NXT UK contract and they can't wrestle for WCW anymore, so we've got to get the belts off them quick. (laughs) To put it in the modern context. You managed
1: to shoehorn in an NXT UK reference. Kudos.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that. that that's... Do you know what I
0: mean? Where it's just like it doesn't make any sense in the long term as to why that has happened, unless there's something going on. But obviously, <laughs> from what we know, there is nothing going on.
1: Colonel Parker was supposed to be kissing Sherry as she, he carried her off, and he spent the whole thing corpseing while she was presumably eating his cheek. That <laughs> slow motion was hilarious. He's not actually doing anything. He, he's kind of just chortling to himself. <laughs> That was the best part of that. That was an okay match.
0: And we've got Orndorff and Johnny B. Bad next. So if you thought we had it lucky with the American
1: Males theme, we're about to get Mr. Wonderful. But hey, it's the
0: Macho Man's
1: advertising Slim Jim. I don't know what you're talking about. He, he hypnotized me with that uh, pocket watch. Yes, that was actually a thing that happened on a Slim Jim commercial.
0: Is that the way they get you to buy Slim Jim?
1: I reckon so, because we all know they're just pepper armies. Here comes Slick Rick. So, yeah, I should. While he's doing his entrance, be a good time to run through full brawl. But. Yes. Yes. This was. This is the day after the famous match between Arn Anson and Ric Flair. Very rare sight where they were at odds with each other. Uh, Arn got the Duke in that one. But on the the actual paper, I won't bother with the dark matches. Uh, Johnny B. Bad beat Brian Pillman. Craig Pittman beat Cobra. Don't ask. We'll get to that at some point. DDP beat the Renegade for the TV title. Harlem Heat won the tag titles from Colonel Robert Parker's bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater obviously that didn't last long Arn Anderson beat Flair and yes the superpowers won the war games and the giant debuted and beat up Hogan afterwards
0: so with this match Brian Pillman interfered to help Anderson win the match didn't he?
1: he did uh, it was quite unexpected that he was going to show up on the apron and get involved he, I think he kicked Flair in the head and it led to the finish and Arn got yeah. the upset
0: there you go. Flair just said he broke the code. It was a fusion between ourselves.
1: Yeah. you got an outside party horsemen. involved. Yeah. Knowing where this goes in less than a month, it's hard to get into the, the aftermath of full brawl. But, but yeah, you can't beat a, a, a certain faction reunion, I suppose. And you can't beat Sting being made to look like an idiot. You brought an outsider in, says Flair, six months before the game will be changed by a couple of outsiders.
0: And <laughs> said it's worth mentioning as well that the um, tag title change was the first title change on Nitro.
1: Yeah, I was going to say earlier, it did feel like a, um, a Monday Night Wars booking decision. Let's change yeah, just, the belts on the show, get just, people watching.
0: Yeah, just three three episodes in.
1: First struck, struck count is at one.
0: Oh, he's going to fight Pillman tonight. Yep. Yes! Now, just to let you know, over on WWF, Monday Night Raw, this was the uh, famous night where the 1-2-3 kid beat Razor Ramon. Was it? Yeah, the results are 1-3-Kid beat Razor Ramon Million Dollar Corporation of Karma and Tatanka beat Savio Weber and Bob Holly Jean-Pierre Lafitte beat Brian Walsh uh, who's a jobber and um, and Owen Hart and Yokozuna beat men on a mission. That was your main event. It was a pre-taped draw.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure the exact context of that particular match, but I'm pretty certain it's not the famous one, because that was in oh, 1993.
0: Okay. Oh, you beg your pardon. It was you're quite right. If so I remember correctly, a...
1: there was a bit of dissension between the two where the kid went to prove himself. Uh, which eventually led to Ramon basically took the high or tried to take the high road. In every situation, before the kid just thought "fuck it" and turned heel on him.
0: But uh, we have been so we've been given we've got a setup of a main event of Ric Flair v Brian Pillman that on a a live Nitro, as opposed to a taped Owen Hart and Yokozuna v Men on a Mission tag match. Yeah,
1: and do you know what else is live right now?
0: Uh, Paul Nordoff's music. (laughs) Wonderful.
1: What he just said—it's the
0: greatest entrance music you'll ever hear. He's
1: not fucking wrong.
0: <laughs> and he's
1: so—he so was kind of—he—he he, he was a gen, straight he in was, there. He was, Sorry, a, that was brilliant. Yeah, he was—he was a generic kill, and he weren't too bad for a couple of years in WCW working. The, uh, opposite the Cactus Jacks and he had the pretty wonderful tag team It was alright obviously a few months before this Paul Romer got shit can, check out our Super Bowl 5 podcast for details on that amazing car wreck of a dumpster you fire. you can
0: actually see the match that got him fired. And shortly before Orndorff
1: actually had to retire anyway they did try to reinvent him as a a bit more of a personality in the upper mid card and he's basically gone back to the whole wonderful thing full blown doled up to 11 he's looking at himself in in a mirror as he walks down he's singing along to this amazing theme tune seriously check it out on youtube and we cover we we had it at the end of one of the earlier episodes
0: why why has he got a short jacket what's happened to the big long robe I'm not. That always sure. I'm... looked awesome.
1: You are right. I mean, this jacket is not bad. But I mean,
0: it's a snazzy jacket, but it's yeah. not a full-length throne. This is our Ondorf mere weeks after kicking, quite literally kicking the shit out of Vader backstage.
1: Yeah. But he's not in the intro to Nitro, so who's the winner there? Huh? Who's yeah. the winner
0: there? Ah, uh, here's John Bad with his Slam Jam entrance music.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get into this enough of time when we look more in depth at some more of the Slam Jam themes. But you know, if you used to make a list of them in uh, order from best to worst, and there's not many good ones on there, but this would be near the top. As this I always is... say about themes, that it's very character specific and it's a bit catchy. And apparently when you're hot, you're hot.
0: No, this this was one of the better ones.
1: You know, it's I it's not because, great music uh, per se. It just suits him to a T. And I that's mean, what the, you need. Yeah.
0: And, and he didn't have much of a, a theme style. <laughs> Why did Paul Orndorff not see Johnny B. Bad coming up from behind when he had a mirror in front of him?
1: Tell you what, if yeah, but but if Johnny Bebad,
0: tell me, remind me never to get into a car with Paul Orndorff. He clearly doesn't know <laughs> a signal manoeuvre. If Johnny Bebad was an assassin, Jesus it... Christ! Look, do you see that guy there? There's a Johnny B. Bad. I swear oh to God, God, there's a Johnny B. Bad that... lookalike
1: in the I, audience. I was about to ask if that was a swastika arm bad on it, but it actually looked more like kanji but for but, a second I was like is that swastika on his arm
0: I was looking at the bloke who looked like Johnny Me Bad no, it lost was brother. him same person
1: same person the one who stood holding a kid behind the woman with the poster yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah so so Bad literally put the Bad Blaster up against the back of Orndorff's head I thought he was, he was carrying out a hit this isn't a wrestling <laughs> match it's a hit this is Agent 47
0: it's uh, like a giant version of a party popper. I remember someone once saying to me they like to uh, get party poppers, just just like poke the uh, poke the end of it open a little bit, put some pate in, and then just seal it back up again, so, so that when you uh, opened it up, it would blast pate over people.
1: Uh, it's not bad, but it still doesn't it's beat strange. putting Oxo cubes in a shan nozzle. That's my personal
0: favourite. Oh, I was going to say coffee granules, but yeah, same. Yes. Thing. Drop kick to the knee, and we've oh. started off at a pace.
1: Old moving about. And it's, it's, it's worth reiterating, he was told he couldn't wrestle again like three months or less after this match. What did he do? He's attempting to... Um, it was his, his, uh, I don't want to try and use medical terms, but he his, his neck and spine were uh, ah, mo- right. uh, maybe similar to Edge, I think. Right. Where he'd taken enough abuse, because he made he made a comeback just as as a gimmick. Because Vince Russo liked to try and put as many people in the ring that shouldn't be in the ring as possible, and they did this ridiculous seven on seven tag match at Full Ball 2000, where he fought against the natural born thrillers who he trained and attacked him, and he hit a pole driver on one of them, and had they had to stop the match because he was paralyzed in the middle of the ring after connecting with he was the one executing the pole driver. So he jarred his nice. spine. I mean, I love Paul and Wrestler, but obviously his body his body was telling him no, even at this point.
0: Well well he had that that atrophied arm, didn't he? If you look at his right arm compared to his left arm. Yeah. He was Um, that was from, from... Most most people have one better developed arm than another for a completely different reason, but Paul Orndorff was uh, just because he had problems with it.
1: In his case, it was probably six or one, half dozen of the other. (laughs) Let's let's not be too nice to him. It is what it is. Come on, look at that physique. He was one of those, definitely.
0: Where's Orndorff? It's time for his promo. He's wanking again. (laughs) Oh, I thought he was talking about steroids. (laughs) No, no, it was a wanking joke. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's not <laughs> as funny when you have to uh, explain it.
1: Yeah, we're normally more on the same page, but, you know, one man's, yeah. one man's steroids is another man's uh, chronic I, masturbation. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is the uh, only podcast that combines uh, wrestling and masturbation uh, talk.
1: But if Jimmy Savile jokes are more your thing, check back on Nitro Episode 1.
0: Yeah. A few weeks okay, ago. Okay, so uh, Johnny Bad is signalling that he's going to go for a... Uh, a uh, some sort over the ropes, which obviously means he's not going to hit it, because no one who ever signals a move in the history of wrestling hits that move.
1: Oh, either that or he's saying he's going to alternate between both hands when he wanks. <laughs> or, yeah, he's doing or it a, again.
0: Yeah. Or it's a substitution. Oh, he did see him this time, in the mirror. I think. He's fallen that over. He's fallen apart a bit.
1: I think that's what they're going for. It was like a fake out by bad. But yeah. They've lost the crowd with it. Oh, yeah. If that wasn't a high fly move come up, they'd have trouble getting them back. Did Bischoff just say he's not sure if he's a bad man or a bad man?
0: I, I didn't hear that, but sorry.
1: I generally tend to zone out this commentary. It's yeah. not very good. But I have to try and stay tuned in just in case they like, rip off WWE or something. Yeah.
0: We've got Michael, who's not very good. Bischoff, who's not very good. And Hayden, who's given up by this point.
1: Yeah. Almost got the pole driver, but backdrop out of it. It's, a nice, it's an intriguing match between these two. Two, two very usable mid-carders. You'd think, mm. you'd think that Bad will win because he's on the rise. He he won, a I think, a US title contenders match at full ball. He's going for the pole driver on Orndorff now.
0: Or trying to keep his balance, so he's held on to those legs. Oh, his shoulders were blatantly up as well. British Bulldog. That's amazing. British his Bulldog finish. His shoulders were both both shoulders were up because he rolled through. But Nick Patrick was counting was counting his 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 feet.
1: Yeah, well at least they didn't ask Patrick to sell something.
0: Yeah, I never I never understood that a referee surely should the referee should be like counting where the shoulders are because that's how you pin someone who's was totally the wrong side Yeah, of but
1: th- this policy of um naturalism not naturism don't worry dean but naturalism in referees actions where if something goes wrong they have to call it as they see it to keep it wasn't
0: around was not
1: around then this is why you got so many blatant uh blind referee spots because the timing was off and they'd have to play dumb anyway and that was definitely one of them Yes, yeah, so of all the people to lose to Orndorf Bad, it was supposed to be on the rise, which is a bit baffling, but I'm glad I watched those two wrestlers. I liked them both. Baywatch reference.
0: Oh, we've got a we've got an angle from Baywatch here. Tonight, show eat your heart. So Macho Man is pumping iron on the beach, kids, with some extras done up in red Baywatch costumes because they... Couldn't get the real actors.
1: Well, you can tell they're not the real Baywatch actresses because they're not running in slow motion. Because that's, yeah, that's what they did, right?
0: Here's Kevin Sullivan as the the world's most terrifying lifeguard. He's He's just, just actually, that's a terrible disguise.
1: He's going to throw sand in th- his face.
0: Sand in his eyes. Isn't that the Charles Atlas advert of I'm tired of having... People kick sand in my face.
1: How many pieces of oh. extremely heavy and dangerous weightlifting equipment are right there, including the one he just brought across Savage's throat? And he throws sand in his fucking face.
0: <laughs> there's Flair and there's our little nature, isn't it? And so Bill Alfonso... No, it's not Bill Alfonso. <laughs> is it? Bill Alfonso, Alfonso on Alfonso. the beach.
1: Rick Flair's helping the man he's been feuding with all year, because yeah. he's a babyface for five minutes.
0: Ah, uh, it's so another interview... Uh, it's the Macho Man, he'd already uh, had a hard-fought 90-second victory over Zodiac in the dark match.
1: Yeah, those two are in war games. are probably the lamest war games you'll see, not probably, conceived yeah. by Vince Russo. Bro. Yeah. Although, to be fair, the, it, Vince Russo only gave one of the stupid war games that tried to reinvent the rules. Bishop was in charge for the 98 one. Remember that one? Three versus three versus three. But Ah. you can actually beat up your teammates. It's awful. Fuck me.
0: Ah. Here we go. They're explaining.
1: Doesn't want his help. This doesn't really go anywhere in the immediate future, so... Nice. It's, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a weird thing but well at least i didn't pretend their history didn't exist. Um it looks like on his suit he's been kissed all over by an extremely large woman with too much lipstick on. Yes. Either that or he's not very good at paintball.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Or well, he's got the measles? 95 was measles, yeah.
0: Maybe. Oh, they talk about the war games. Is he a candy cane? Hulk Hogan's in the hospital right now, apparently. Or Hulk Hogan can't be asked to appear on the next few episodes of Nitro.
1: He's having a seizure because he looked at Macho Man's suit for this show.
0: Well, didn't Hogan have a contract where he'd only have to appear on a certain number of pay-per-views, so they'd have to kind of just write him out every so often?
1: And he has to be in a certain amount of uh, main events and the pay-per-views. So and not, when, uh, not only did he not have to wrestle too many of them, but he had to be in the main event for the majority of them. His contract was yeah. just fucking ridiculous.
0: And uh, when Poochie isn't on screen, everyone has to be talking about Poochie.
1: Yes. And you'll see a lot of that in Nitro. Or oh, you saw a lot of it in WWE TV before he joined WWE. But but yeah. So, Matro Man thinks that Sting... Luger and Hart all can't be trusted, but Hulk Hogan's okay. Fast yeah. forward to Bash at the Beach 96, and you need that, uh, <laughs> you, you need, you need that uh, train spotting narrator. <laughs> yes. you have a with him or against him. And it's trust me, while he's wearing that suit, it's hard to stand with him. Mean jeans blinking more than he usually does, just looking at him.
0: Oh, here comes Luger, just as uh, Savage was talking about facing Dungeon of Doom again. It's like, no, well, enough he, of that shit.
1: He just said Lex Luger's going to join the Dungeon of Doom, so I don't think Luger's going to be happy with that. No. That's
0: a real come down.
1: Fair enough. He, he he predicted three of the babyfaces, including Manager Jimmy Hart, would join the Dungeon of Doom. At the next pay-per-view, he'd be one for free. <laughs> and Luga would turn healing, but I don't think he actually joined the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. Lou Saffilet. Luga thinks Macho Man's jealous of him and his ability to wear regular shirt and slacks.
0: Is it also he's jealous of the fact that he's now shagging Elizabeth, or hasn't that happened yet?
1: Yes, yeah, a few more years, I think. Oh. And let's not fast forward to 2003 in that particular timeline.
0: Jesus Christ, no!
1: He wants to look Luger in the eye and tell him something. You can't look anyone in the eyes. You've got a blindfold on, masquerades in the sunglasses. I mean, I'm go- I'm going to have to use a screenshot of the Metro Man for the thumbnail for this episode. Because that suit is out of this that world. That suit is
0: out, yeah. But he, Savage is telling Luger he wants to be the world champion.
1: He looks like he's paying tribute to early HBK when he was with Sherry. So have, Get on with it, Luger. Have I made too many jokes about the Macho Man suit?
0: Yeah.
1: It looks like he's got carbuncles from the Bubba play. <laughs> there you go. There's another one.
0: You know, Luger spent so long getting to the point that we we lost interest and went to a joke about Macho Man's suit instead.
1: I made three suit jokes in that yeah. one piece of uh, Lex Luger soliloquy.
0: It's basically you want me to tell you something, you want to know something. I'll tell you one thing, one thing only. It's just get on with it, Lex. Savage has taken his jacket off and he wants a fight.
1: He, he's so angry he's taken the suit off which proves that Lex Luger's the smartest man in wrestling, came out and wound Macho Man up just to save the eyes of the crowd
0: and coming up next is Flair v. Pillman apparently
1: I believe those two fight at Halloween they're sitting up a program. I, believe.
0: I remember them fighting in the early 90s on like a main event style type thing when it was like this young man Pillman's got absolutely no hope and Flair did one of his amazing jobs of making it look like Pillman was like half a second away from beating him yeah Uh,
1: and I think he made sure to always interlock his career with Pillman every now and then during like I remember the early 90s they were both in that war games where Pillman almost got decapitated by Sid Vicious They, they definitely
0: had a few uh Oh, here we go, we've got okay. Hogan arriving on his bike with the weirdest crash helmet in the world and a bunch of plants.
1: That was from just before yeah. Fallbrook, yeah. at least, because they
0: did... Yeah, the they... main event, which was not... The main event, which is ironically before the main event of the... Yeah. yeah.
1: They made a big point about the fact that Hulk Hogan's hospitalised right now with about 10 Pucci references, so just to be clear on that, he's not, he's not made a Tyson Fury miraculous comeback. No. no. It's a good thing he got up, by the way. Can you imagine our dear friend of the podcast, Greg Lambert, if he stayed down? (laughs) Have to find him a new meal ticket. Yeah. Bless his heart.
0: Oh, here comes a monster truck. Scatter, out of the way, plants. Oh, no, they've run over Hulk Hogan's Harley Davidson.
1: Now, everyone will know, right, I've done an edit there to do that, but it's just to really hammer it home. The people they've got as extras who are running in fear were some of the slowest, most uncoordinated, middle-aged people you find. If the giant wanted to squash them with that monster truck, he fucking would have. But he got the bike, at least.
0: No, you see, I've never understood angles like this, because how much money is it going to cost to smash up a Harley-Davidson?
1: Now there's a special episode we could do.
0: It can't look like shit. It can't be something that's about to be scrapped because well it will look like shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also they've had the uh you know, the the entire <laughs> Oh look at that evil laugh. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh here we go. Now we've got Giant now who is. isn't the giant son, honest
1: arena debut so at some point and unfortunately it wasn't on nitro one or two some point in the interim here they've run the infamous uh, skits you know where hulk hogan gets teleported to the dungeon doom's lair oh, that i believe was quite that was cool. the Did first see... appearance oh yes, yeah, an amazing you see how debut. He,
0: he pulled himself up into he the hops ring the ropes the
1: at this point he could do missile drop kicks as well
0: yep Oh, uh, there's Kevin Sullivan in his main event with Hulk Hogan, because he booked it like that.
1: Uh, the stipulation was, it was like the Cowardly manger thing. They won War Games, so Hulk got five minutes with the Taskmaster. Ah,
0: uh, with Sullivan, Which is, right.
1: to be fair, is a gimmick you've probably main-evented shows with.
0: Oh, yeah. They never got five minutes with me, though. Fuck that. No.
1: But that was the official time limit. Uh, I bet you've gone round to your no, they never, and said, main-evented.
0: We, we we won. My my wrestler won the match. It's just we made people think they weren't winning the match because of that stipulation. Ah, so they
1: w- they went for the reverse of the trope here, where he got his hands on him, got in a few punches, and then so, yeah, the, the 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 trump card came down.
0: And then Giant did some weird thing with Hogan's neck that didn't look all that great.
1: We've got another all-time great WCW theme for a little period in the mid 90s. Brian Pillman came out to. Blondes have more fun. And especially at this point that he's being a heel again, it really doesn't suit him.
0: Uh, Was that when they were going to repackage him as like California Brian
1: or something? They probably did.
0: (laughs) Ah, Here comes Flair.
1: Because there was that period, what, for about a year and a half? Turned on by Steve Austin out of the blondes and he was just being his usual nondescript babyface self again. Mm. And here comes
0: Flair he's not styling or profiling or strutting he looks pissed off he means business yeah
1: he knows he's only got four weeks to be pissed off at Brian Pillman so he wants to get some punch in his yeah. face now
0: our friend he, because WCW alumnus David Penzer has left the ring I don't think we heard him
1: no so as we always say it's, it goes up and down it's one thing and to you know fair play because he'll know Penzer says you know, it was it was the policy to to keep the ring announcers mic mostly for the arena. But yeah, when it goes in and out and you can hear it and you can't hear it, it just sounds bush league. Even if their intention was more of a you know a unplugged vibe.
0: Yes, Brian. Brian, Brian, time to ride space mountain. Now, does that not mean that that fan is saying that Brian Pillman is time for Brian Pillman to have sex with Ric Flair?
1: Yeah, they really don't get the whole space mountain reference, do they? No. No. There's some great signs today. What's the other one? Richard man, what, the myth, the legend.
0: What is going on with Pillman's tights, though? They are extraordinary. I was going to say earlier... Flair's actually hit a move off the top rope. Oh, Jesus Christ. It That's can like happen. Styles a match yes. style, uh, axe handle. He
1: must be a babyface because he's allowed to come off the top successfully. Um, I was going to say earlier, when he eventually, a few months after this... Pillman gets the loose cannon deal going on. He doesn't have to be a non-script babyface anymore. Um, Bischoff decided to use that whole hard-on he had for the generic blonde babyface, and that became Chris Jericho, if you remember correctly. So it's quite seamless. uh, Out goes one, in comes another. But this is where Pillman is to be, as a heel. He's so good at it.
0: Oh, Pill was so ahead of his time. I always think, you know, the... The peak of the Attitude Era, especially with, with Austin on top, if Pillman had been around still, you know, in 98, 99 time.
1: Hmm. Really unfortunate. Mm. And, really and, was
0: on the, I mean, that was one of the wrestling deaths that really did upset me.
1: And as you can tell by the last few matches and angles he did have before his passing, he was clearly one of the sort of characters that Vince Russo could sink his teeth into. Mm. At a time period where wrestling fans weren't sick to death of it, he was one of the pioneers with the, uh, was it the X Files and Marlena?
0: Mm. Nice uh, dropkick from Pillman to intercept Flair off the top rope there. So well, you know, Flair doesn't always take the uh, top rope.
1: Yeah, he follows a great hill template, getting his feet on the ropes of even just random pinfalls. I love that.
0: Uh, look see at the hill... facial expression there as well. He, <laughs> yes. he had great facials, Tillman. He knows how to do this. I love it.
1: Yeah, so hills will do a finish where they put their feet on the ropes and get the pin. But good hills try and cheat in every attempt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And another thing, you'll hear a lot of people compare Dean Ambrose to Terry Funk. And I can see where there's inspirations there. But
0: watch I've Hill Brian Pillman. I've never Dean Ambrose.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, like Hill Brian Pillman was definitely an influence on Dean Ambrose.
0: Mm. He did a, fl- <laughs> he just did did a, a flare, flare flop. flop. <laughs>
1: he's... So Flair has been in and out of Hill babyface all his career, long enough careers he's changed enough, but you don't see often enough him doing a pissed off means business babyface thing. It's mm. good to see here. You saw it in the Terry Funk feud mentioning him again.
0: Yes. And oh that is the champions nine, the I quit match, what a show. We'll have to cover that one day. He
1: didn't go all business often enough. Maybe because he always had Arn Hansen there to do that.
0: Hey, maybe that's another side project. One day, go through all the Clash of the Champions.
1: Yeah, why not? We can do a Clash. If anyone's listening and wants us to do a Clash, first person to tweet a Clash to because those W on Twitter, uh, we may just make that the first one.
0: This there you guy go.
1: It might not be the first one. It probably will, because you know we had no plans before, but.
0: It, it won't be it up. will no we'll 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 honour it as much as wrestling honours all stipulations. So you're fucked, people. Yeah. But uh, tweet us out because WCW anyway. We 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 want the attention. Yeah. Oh Flair's caught on the top right. But look, that's now only a thirty three percent success rate for Flair.
1: Yeah, he just couldn't quit while he was ahead, could he?
0: No, and Pillman's going up top now. What's he going for? Flair looks like he's poised to move. There he goes, moves. Pillman crashes. He's telegraphing for the that, isn't he? Yeah. Flair is telegraphing the fact that he's moving.
1: That's No, that's what I was talking about. Oh, that's what he means. Flair, Sorry, Flair, but, Flair telegraphed yeah. the spot there a little bit. In Pillman those... with
0: the loosest small package ever. Back to the chops.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of wrestlers who if they're putting the move that loose they kick out a one or they power out the submission if it's that loose they're like fuck this do it properly <laughs> do you know anyone is anyone that springs to mind from your time front line that's that strikes you as, as the perfect template of that someone <laughs> someone who wouldn't comply unless the opponent really did a good job of executing the moves
0: oh someone like the zebra kid probably oh really well, just make it look real. Make it look good. You know, uh, figure four time.
1: It's time to go to school. Pillman
0: has submitted. Pillman has submitted.
1: It's one of them moments where you can imagine a lot of smartphones will go, why didn't he put Pillman over, etc., etc.?" But in the grand scheme of things where this is going, it kind of makes sense. It's just a shame that this fired up babyface flare didn't last five minutes because I liked the it.
0: What's Flair got on his shoulder there? It looks like he's got some burns or scars or something weird. Do you see that?
1: Look. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a gunshot wound because of how many moves he sells like gunshot.
0: Ah, it's the chops. It's the chops. Ah, there That's you go. He's got the mic.
1: He's acknowledging a sign in the crowd. <laughs> I like that. There's a fan with a sign that says, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And Flair's tied it into his promo and on which I like to think was not planned in advance.
0: Oh, no, Flair would be able to adapt easily enough.
1: He's more than capable of that. that doesn't mean that someone decided they're going to do that. True. So, but I hope it was him, because was as right you, you said, that's what he can thing. do. Yeah. yeah. He wants Arn
0: Anderson. <laughs> so yeah, see, Flair needed that win to get some momentum back.
1: Yeah, it's fair play, and especially where it goes, it, it, it's not a it's not a crying shame that yeah. Brian see, got
0: so much. My only complaint about that was that the actual match lasted five and a half minutes. But this this is what we have got to get used to. This is not the pay per view era. This is the television era of short short matches. There's, bang bang bang.
1: There's an argument to be made for it because everything on this show was was enjoyable because it was brisk. There's a there's a time and a place for it and TV's for it. You know, if you build up great pay per views with proper matches that have been built towards in the T V, give me that sort of T V all day. I definitely fit. I'm definitely lean more towards five to seven than one to three. Remember in, in nineteen ninety eight we were getting like ninety second matches, which was getting a bit daft. Mm. Five to seven like T V match heaven for me save save the good stuff for the pay-per-view
0: yeah right well I've um, I've just seen the matches on episode 4 and it's not looking like a classic shall we say uh,
1: the honeymoon is over you're gonna say <laughs> three week honeymoon because this
0: was well, here, match, here so. we go we've got we've got Alex Wright and Disco Inferno the Dancing Fools Kurosawa and we've got Macho Man and the Taskmaster and Meng Viluga. <laughs> What is in, Meng wearing? Fuck knows. Meng's wearing whatever the fuck Meng wants to wear because he's Meng and he can wear whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, yeah actually, what I meant to say was nice suit, Meng sir. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, what also just looking at this in, in an amazing because WCW moment on next the next Nitro, Johnny B Bad faces Diamond Dallas Page in a WCW World Television Match title match on a dark match. Yowza. So the TV title doesn't get on TV.
1: It's fair to say that in the Nitro era, the TV title became redundant, which yes. is mind-boggling considering, as we said earlier, they had a tag title change for the sake of it on the show. Just do it with the TV. The TV title's right there. Have a new champ almost every week. <laughs> so they <it> really <laughs> could have, for, for what they wanted to achieve in retaining viewers, it's amazing the TV title could have had at least a life in this era but instead they you know year upon year from 95 onwards it just lessened in value bear in mind that 24 hours before this show we just watched it was being held by the fucking renegade so yeah it's oh. not it's not a worthwhile title and it gets worse and worse and within a few years it's being fished out of a bin by Hacksaw or Jim Duggan
0: wearing Hooray. the Janet's outfit yes <laughs> so yeah well there you go <laughs> right Well, that brings us to the end of episode number three. We'll catch up with episode four with those classic matches of uh, Disco Inferno, Alex Alex Wright, and so on. Um, Later on, I guess it'll be time for a pay-per-view next time. uh, Yeah,
1: we'll definitely try and get one in before Christmas if we can. Definitely
0: get one in before Christmas, uh, yes, indeed.
1: I am enjoying these Nitro watch-alongs because they're quick, they're fast, and, well... Before you know it, we'll have to deal with 1999. I just want to enjoy it before we get there.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, folks, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please give us a follow on Twitter, at the Tell your friends. Get some more people listening to us. Uh, on behalf of the uh, famous sports communist, Liam Hatt, this is Tristan Genius Dean is saying, I'll see you, ringside.